Good morning. And thank you for being here this morning. Practice of being aware of awareness. So what came to begin our contemplation with this morning is a, a chapter from the Tao. Stephen Mitchell, Mitchell's translation. But the book I'm reading from doesn't tell me which chapter. I'll just begin reading. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. Watch the turmoil of beings. But contemplate their return. So maybe we just start with the first line. Empty your mind of all thoughts. I do not know how to do that. But I do know how to be aware of whether thoughts are present or not. Yeah, so this mind is screaming, you can't start this at, at 7.31, it has to be 7.30. <laughs> so I don't know how to empty that. I do know how to recognize a thought is here and that is a thought. I also know how to be willing to not run with the thought, to just watch it. But just let it be, let it come, let it say its peace, move its energy. You know, it's like a peacock, it might just walk by, it might stop, it might turn, it might do the whole flare thing. I'm gonna watch the dance of the peacock thought. And I notice that when I watch long enough, 
there will be what just happened, which is this physiological sigh. You know, when you suddenly take a deeper breath, but you're not, you don't have your mind on taking breaths or not taking breaths. You just notice a deeper breath is taken. And what I know about the, that physiological side that's been studied. I know this especially from the Huberman lab, that that is your body doing an automatic reset. Dropping into more coherence. So you don't have to wait for your body to do it. You can do it. You breathe in your nose fully as you can, and then pull in some extra. And then breathe out your mouth slowly, with lips slightly pursed. Just one of those, if done correctly, that is, in your mouth, excuse me, in your nose, fill up, fill up, and then we give those sacks a little extra, and then it all comes tumbling out the mouth. That resets our autonomic nervous system. It reduces amount of the amount of like physical tension that's held in the body, in the nervous system. It just chips away a little bit at whatever resistance is built up that is often not even conscious. You can tell when you get a, a decent physiological sigh because you just naturally don't don't take another breath in for a, a longer period than would otherwise be the case. You're not doing this consciously either. It's just the body's reset. So the first line of this chapter of the Tao is, again, empty your mind of all thoughts. And my inner wisdom translates that to be aware of the thoughts in your mind and just watch, don't touch.
again, empty your mind of all thoughts. Second line is, let your heart be at peace. The body is always listening to the mind. And when we intend to bring non-judgmental awareness, just watchful presence to the thoughts, the body relaxes. And physiologically, it is so, has been shown, can be proven, that the heart is in greater coherence. Another way of saying that is your heart is at peace. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. Here's the last line of that stanza, first stanza. Watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. For me, it's like another description of the world. The turmoil of beings. But it is an equally apt description of my mind. The turmoil 
of the mental mechanism of this particular being, me. Watch the turmoil of beings. Contemplate their return. Watch the turmoil of beings or contemplate their return. So the question for our purposes, right, and being aware of awareness is what watches the turmoil of beings? What watches everything? What watches the peace of the heart? the agitation or the lack of agitation in the mind. All of those different objects arise and are known by what?
there's this fundamental knowingness that is always present. But attention sweeps out into the object and more particularly into the mental mechanism which thinks about the object. Just creates thoughts faster than we can recognize them or acknowledge them. So if we do that sacred U-turn and we put attention back on what sees the flurry of thoughts or what sees the, the rush of energy or what notices that right now, <laughs> thankfully there is not a flurry of thoughts or there's really not a rush of energy. Something notices that. There's a knowing inside of us which is not dependent, not affected by what rises and falls, what occurs, what happens, what doesn't happen. Not even affected by what happens or doesn't happen to us, to the body, to our particular character in this play of life. There's a constant that sits back from all of that, which is directly knowable because it's here right now. It's what's hearing these words. In this knowing, you can check. It's self-knowing. You may feel like there's a you that's looking at an it. But where did you get the capacity to discern awareness? You weren't taught it. It certainly hasn't been modeled for you like in your growing up years or in your schooling, in your education, in your work life. It's inherent to all 8 billion. Everyone knows they know. Because this knowing, this awareness is self-aware. It knows itself by itself. That's how John Klein put it. It knows itself by itself. 
And this practice, being aware of awareness, is recognizing that and then resting there until attention invariably goes out. And then the practice is to recognize that awareness is present. It's self-aware. It knows itself by itself. And then rest in that. Until attention goes back out. <laughs> and then we do it again. The practice isn't defined by how many times attention does what attention does which is go out to the moving objects, seeking novelty. The practice, the heart of the practice, is how many times we remember the desire to return. Return attention. To this knowingness. That knows itself by itself. So we're noticing that noticing is happening. And that there's not a thing that we have to do or stop doing for that to be the case. Now, attention will keep going to the substance of what is notice. And that's the practice. The practice is to catch it, getting involved, noticing that you noticed that. You just did. 
So now you're back. And then if it's what's so for you, intending to put a little bit more attention on what notices and the content of what is noticed, the content of whatever object and consciousness is floating through at the moment. So the, I guess the first question is, is that intention here? Be aware of the awareness more than what awareness is focused on in any given moment. Is that intention present? I do not think that this practice is of any real value if it's not present. Because an ego that's looking for some short-term win or gain does not win or gain in this practice. So seeing whether that is running in the background, like that which scans and says, do I feel more relaxed or is this working? Or, How am I doing? Or, if we can recognize all of that as thought, innocent, um, common, perpetual thought, and simply ask, we don't ever try to get rid of anything. We use it all. What sees the thought? Now, I can't ask what sees the thought if I don't see it as a thought. If I'm so engrossed in the thought, I can't bounce off it and notice the constant that's always here, this awareness. But if I do, it does arise. That's, that's a thought. Those are words in the mind. That's some temporary appearance of thought energy. Then I can ask, what knows it? What's aware of that? To what does that arise? And that allows attention to fall back. And that's where it starts to get interesting because attention falls back. <laughs> and what does it find? Because it's looking for an object, right? We just said, what sees that? Attention is trained to find objects. Very good at it beginnings, the middles, the ends, the forms, the facts about them. Tension's an investigator, right? Tension's a nail it down, taste it, see if it's a threat, or see if we like it and we're going to get more of it. Attention is fundamentally about acquisition. And when attention falls back, when asked, to what does that thought appear?
it finds an object, thought. The thought had a beginning. We might not know exactly when it came, but we know when it's here. We know when we're hearing it. So to what does that thought appear? Attention goes back in and looks and looks. It does not find an object. And that's often with people when mind says, see, you can't do this right. See, you never could do this. You have no idea what you're doing. This is a waste of time. Why don't you go back to whatever you were doing when you were imagining yourself, quote, getting things done? Because this is nothing. And then again, the intention's there to be aware of the awareness. And so we say, to what does all of those thoughts arise? And we notice attention cannot find an object. It doesn't find a thing called awareness. See, because in truth, to find it or to know it, you have to be it, not a concept. We have concepts to point to it. But to know awareness is to be it, to recognize you are it, which is different than knowing about it. So attention comes back. Next thought comes up. Oh, that's a thought. To what does that arise? By what is that known? Attention falls back. So it's important to know what it doesn't find. It doesn't find an object called awareness. It also doesn't find an object called me. Let's, let's look for this me, because that's the first thing mind will say. So what does that arise? Mind will say, to me, duh. But try to find the me. Find the person. Find that which is it's always assumed is present. Try to find some independent entity. separate being, person, you. Doesn't find it. But this is where it's really important to get discerning. While attention finds no thing, 
It doesn't find an empty void. A cold, sterile nothingness. That's not what it finds. What it finds is a empty fullness. An empty, full, alive presence. It finds an alert, aware sentience. That which knows. It's the pure knowing, the capacity for knowing. And it's open, super spacious, vast. Check to see if you can find a border. That there's like awareness, 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 and then there's no more awareness. Where does awareness stop? This awareness. We don't think about it. We don't refer to the last time we did the exercise. We don't call up in the mind something we read. We literally just take this inner flashlight that we have, this inspection, discovery, investigation mechanism, call it attention, and we look for a boundary or a border, a limit, a demarcation. You look up, and we look down, we look right, left, check the angles behind us, in front of us, way below, way above. And this is why awareness is not an object. You can't know it with the mind. You know it as a concept. But no concept 
was ever the direct experience of it. Concepts can't be it. They can simply talk about it, point to it. Awareness doesn't have a form, doesn't have a limit, doesn't have an outline. doesn't start and stop like every other object. You may not know the beginning or the end, but objects are finite. You might not know the fixed beginning. But they have a border around which you could say that which is not it is not it. Inside the line is the object. Outside the line is the not is the not that object. You look at awareness, and this again is where we really want to get curious and discerning. When you're looking for borders or outlines, it appears in your investigation, in your inspection, in your inquiry, that you are looking at it. But is it not more accurate to say you're looking from it? And that's because you are it. And that's how you know it. To know it, to really know something, you must be it. Otherwise, there's there's a you separate from it, it looking at it, which is fine. Just a subject-object relationship. But are you really having a subject-object relationship with awareness? And we can investigate this by just resting in awareness and now trying to look for the subject called a you. Where do you begin? Where's the you in? Where's the you? You don't find a you. You find a sense of you. Because awareness is the closest thing that is the sense of us. why we all call it I, me. It's the most familiar and most intimate knowing. 
Awareness isn't what we do. Meditation isn't what we do. Being aware of awareness is not what we do. It is what we are. This is God's infinite being, individuated through this body-mind personality, experienced as a me. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. Because this is what it is. This is what is. Not good, not bad. Is. Awakening together is a universal assembly of peers. And we're dedicated to recognizing and embracing universal wisdom. Within an appearance of many faiths and many cultures, oh, so many symbols, we seek to discern one truth. truth of what we are. Our true nature, what is indivisible, unaffected. this the one true self you call it the light of god you can call it god's infinite presence as Rupert spire does it's those are concepts that point to the direct experience the knowing, capital K, that what we're looking for 
is where we're looking from. St. Francis says. This looking from is not a doing. You don't have to do looking from. It's the beingness. Shining through. It is divine expression. Expressing is you. So what we're looking for is where we are looking from. And this is how Lao Tzu points to it. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. Watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. Each separate being in the universe returns to the common source, returning to the source is serenity. If you don't realize the source, you stumble in confusion and sorrow. When you realize where you come from, you naturally become tolerant.
disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king. Immersed in the wonder of the Tao, you can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready.
Again, this is Lao Tzu. Empty your mind of all thoughts. Let your heart be at peace. Watch the turmoil of beings, but contemplate their return. Each separate being in the universe returns to the common source. Returning to the source is serenity. If you don't realize the source, you stumble in confusion and sorrow. When you realize where you come from, you naturally become tolerant, disinterested, amused, kind-hearted as a grandmother, dignified as a king. immersed in the wonder of the Tao. You can deal with whatever life brings you. And when death comes, you are ready.
brings us to the bottom of the hour. Thank you for joining me.